Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Kathleen McLaughlin is on the phone. Kathleen, it's did you start doing it when you were in college? Is that, is that when you started? Hi, Lisa. I've actually never donated plasma. I am uh, not allowed to because I'm a recipient of plasma products. So if you're a recipient of blood products, they don't let you donate. So I'm on the other end of the system. All these people that sell plasma, I'm kind of the beneficiary of their um, uh, donations, I guess. Well, that makes it all the more interesting. Kathleen McLaughlin is the author of Blood Money, the story of life, death, and profit inside America's blood industry. And I first read your article, I think it was posted on The Guardian, maybe? Um, and it yeah. was of interest to me because my niece um, struggles on a variety of levels. And to mm-hmm. make ends meet, she gives plasma twice a week. And, of course, they messed up her arm the other day, so now she can't give plasma. But she makes about $400 a month, and she tells me... That some of the people in there giving plasma, um, well, she, um, okay, she said, I swear some of them are crackheads and people are smoking weed in the parking lot and all that type of stuff. So you've done your research. Tell us the, the connection between poverty and giving plasma. It's not just college kids anymore, is it? No, definitely not. I mean, I would say college students are are a huge percentage of the millions of people who sell plasma every year, but it has really become something that not only the the poorest of the poor do, but working poor and working class people do. So I've interviewed more than a hundred plasma donors. Um, the primary reason people do it at for-profit collection centers is, as you said, for money. Um, but it has become, you know, as our wages don't keep pace with inflation and everything else, people are looking for ways to make extra money. And oftentimes this is the easiest way for people to do it. Like maybe you don't want to take on a third job or another part-time job. You can go to the plasma center twice a week and make a few hundred bucks a month. But it comes with all sorts of, um, I would say, hassles. Like what happened to your niece is a really common story. If someone misses the vein and you get a bruise on your arm, you are rejected from the system for several weeks and you can't do it anymore. So what I found surprised me. I thought it was really going to be only the poorest of the poor who are doing this, but it has crept into many more segments of our society, I would say. It's pretty common to find working class people doing this right now to supplement their incomes. Somebody just sent in a text and said, hey, I just left the donation center, 140 bucks a week for vacation money. Uh, so yeah, people wow. do it for a variety of reasons. This is Kathleen McLaughlin. She is the author of Blood Money, the story of life, death, and profit inside America's blood industry. Um it, it is interesting that people do it for something like vacation money. Is There's really no problem with that, right? No, I mean, I don't think so. So to me, you know, the, the main concerns to me about the way this industry is structured is the payment system 
is not transparent. So the amount that you get paid is not a set fee that you will get every time, everywhere you go in the country. The payment system is structured to make you come back as often as possible. So you you would get paid more for the second donation in a week than you would the first. You might get a bonus at the end of the month if you go twice a week, every week in the month. So it's designed to get people to come back as often as possible. And there isn't much transparency in the system. So like, for example, with what happened to your niece, she was earning money this way, uh, but suddenly she was not able to do it anymore because of something that happened that was no fault of her own. So I guess my main concern about it is people are encouraged to go an awful lot. Twice a week, donating a vital bodily substance is a lot. On top of that, the payment system just isn't transparent. Um, and I've come to kind of believe that people should earn more for doing this. You know, it's we're asking a lot of people and it feels like they're being paid the bare minimum for it. Yeah, there are deals, you know, they they try and encourage people to give. So they'll I've seen ads where they said nine hundred dollars for new donors, nine hundred for the first month. And you're right. The people texting in, it is a variety of prices they're getting paid. Somebody else just said, I started donating plasma 27 years ago. I make seven twenty a month. And yet others are just making 200 a month. And um, my producer, Brian, said they just built a new place or opened a new place in Inglewood, which, of course, many people in Inglewood are financially challenged. Is this the point where they open up in neighborhoods where it is an opportunity for people to make money by giving their plasma? Yeah, there's been studies that show that plasma centers congregate in poor zip codes. So zip codes where people have lower incomes, there tend to be higher rates of poverty, you're going to see more plasma centers. It's a pl- it's a pretty deliberate targeting of certain populations, people who have less money. So you'll find them in poor neighborhoods, poor towns, and places, as you said, with big college campuses. And it's not an accident. You know, I mean, it's very deliberate targeting by the industry. And as far as the payment, it's funny. I think the highest price that I have seen is $1,200 a month. Um, and that was advertised as kind of a new donor special. So the, the the payments really are all over the place from, you know, $400 to $1,200. But they're really designed to entice people in and keep them coming back as often as possible. And how much do they turn around and sell that plasma to hospitals for? <laughs> Well, so that's an interesting question. The places that are collecting this plasma are private pharmaceutical companies that are generally making their own drugs with it. Um, the medication that I depend upon is a drug called human immunoglobin. That is made from parts of plasma from potentially thousands of different people. So it's not a one-to-one equation. I'm not getting a straight plasma infusion when I have my medication, but my medicine costs $13,000 a dose. So oh, my, my gosh. <laughs> I know. The, the spread between what donors are paid and what people like me pay for the medication is massive. So if I have 10 infusions of this drug in a year, and that's a pretty common amount for me, my medical bills are $130,000 a year for a drug that's made from plasma. Interesting. And does blood type make a difference? Is that what increases the price for some people? No, not in straight plasma donation. Um, it is a, it's a universal substance because it's just the protein component of your blood. They spin um, it and out, they right? Sep- yeah, exactly. They separate it out and then they give you your white and red 
blood cells and platelets back, but they're just keeping the kind of liquid protein. And that's universal and can be made into all of these different kinds of medications. Thank you so much for joining us. The book, I would imagine, is available everywhere, right? It sure is. Thanks a lot. (laughs)